0: Welcome to What's the Deal. It's our investment banking podcast on making sense, the hub for JP Morgan corporate and investment bank podcasts. In each episode of What's the Deal, we'll be exploring the trends that drive deal making today and see what's really transforming industries the world over, from tech disruption to geopolitics and more.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Rama Kaval, and I will be the host for today's edition of What's the Deal. I sit within the investment bank at J.P. Morgan and run our corporate finance advisory practice as well as our Center for Carbon Transition. I'm excited to be joined today by Heather Zeichel, who is the newly joined Chief Sustainability Officer at J.P. Morgan. Heather joins us from a illustrious career in public and private sector over two decades. Super excited to have Heather join us today. There is nobody better at J.P. Morgan or probably anywhere who can talk to us about the topic at 10, which is the Inflation Reduction Act.
0: Well, thank you so much, Raman, for that incredibly kind introduction. I'm obviously really excited to be at JP Morgan Chase.
1: First up, Heather, would you mind setting the scene for us? There has been a lot of legislative action in the U.S. over the last 12 months. would love to get your perspectives on what has happened and what the implications of those are.
0: One of the things that is so exciting about my job is that we've got the wind at our back with investing in clean energy technology because three important pieces of legislation passed. the Bipartisan infrastructure law, the Inflation Reduction Act, and the Chips and Science Act. And those three pieces of legislation are a game change in terms of how we are going to create energy and create new value and opportunity for workers and really give consumers a chance to invest in clean energy technologies in their homes and businesses. The Inflation Reduction Act is the largest investment that has ever been made in the clean energy technology space. And what it does is it provides long-term certainty and predictability because it is a tax credit. These policies are going to be in place for 10 years. It's Going to drive major decarbonization initiatives across the power sector and create new opportunities for jobs and the economy more broadly.
1: Got it. It makes a ton of sense. So let me ask you this. Before joining JP Morgan, you spent many years in the public sector, you worked in the Obama administration, you've been in a variety of NGOs, but the focus has always been in and around clean energy. What do you expect? the role of the private sector to be in the decarbonization of the U.S. economy or really the global economy, and also specifically, what do you expect from a bank like J.P. Morgan? What role do you think we should play?
0: Clearly, the private sector has a really important role, and one of the challenges is because as we think about climate change, the scale and scope of the challenge is so large, it's going to require action from everyone. And the good news in the U.S. is that we've got a strong set of policies helping guide that transition and creating these new opportunities for both the public and private sector. Whether it's investing in new technologies like hydrogen and carbon capture and sequestration, which have never even had a tax credit or tax policy behind it, Clients are going to double down on investments. So, across the board, there are huge opportunities for JP Morgan that are really going to help in this energy transition. And I'm really excited to be here working with you and all my colleagues at JP Morgan Chase to make sure that this opportunity is realized across the firm.
1: Fantastic. It's a privilege for us that you've joined us. And I can echo a lot of what you said from my seat in the investment bank. I spend my time talking to our clients, whether they are in the energy sector or other carbon intensive sectors, or in kind of the new emerging green sectors. The IRA or the Inflation Reduction Act is definitely seen as the most significant piece of legislation, perhaps ever in this country, right on this topic, the headline number, the tax subsidies, call it about $400 billion, right? Right. The expectation as we talk to our clients is that the capital that will be mobilized around this could easily be a couple trillion dollars over the course of this decade. And all our clients are keen to make sure that they take a leadership position. This capital is going to reshape many sectors, reshape a lot of things that we do as an economy here and our clients don't want to be left behind. So that excitement, that desire to act fast is pretty high among our clients, I would say, across the board. Something like $90 billion of investments have been announced in the US since the bill was passed in, in August. Right. Just in a short six-month period, there is already tangible results that are coming out. So exciting times indeed.
0: Absolutely. I'm interested in your answer to a similar question that you asked me. I mean, you have been here at the bank running the Center for Carbon Transition. I'd be curious from your perspective, what do you think this bill means for our clients and the wider energy industry?
1: The way we have been looking at it is if you go through the variety of tax incentives that is part of the bill, can actually get a pretty clear picture of where the most excitement is. If you look at things like carbon capture, the tax subsidies are now a majority part of the cost of carbon capture and sequestration, right? So it's more than 50% of the cost can be compensated for by the tax credit associated with it. And you go down the list, green hydrogen, the tax credits amount to a pretty big portion of the cost of producing green hydrogen. SAF is similar. Obviously, wind and solar, the ability for clients to now plan over a longer time horizon rather than having to always live with the anxiety that some of these tax subsidies might go away, that is a game changer as well. Direct air capture is something that I think people are pretty excited about. A lot of our clients are excited about. So I think every technology that has attracted a meaningful tax credit is one that our clients are looking at pretty closely. Some of them are more in early stages of tech development. Some are fully developed and it's just a matter of scaling. And I would say that there is investment up and down the chain, but we do see a lot of resiliency in and around climate tech specifically.
0: So you mentioned a lot of different technologies from wind to solar, carbon capture, direct air. From your perspective, where do you see the most opportunity? (laughs)
1: It's a tough one. I think across the board, to be honest. I think CCUS is something that a lot of our large energy clients have been investing in heavily. So that's something that I suspect will continue to be top of mind for clients. We at JP Morgan have raised over a billion dollars in the last 12 months for companies who have developed cutting-edge technology for DAC. So I suspect that is going to continue to attract capital. I think that the development of that technology has been quite substantial in the last 12, 18 months. Green hydrogen is an interesting one as well. I, sitting here in the US, 12 months back, I didn't feel the same level of excitement about green hydrogen as my colleagues in Europe did. I think that's changed substantially post-IRA. The quantum of tax subsidy that green hydrogen now attracts is clearly one that everyone's excited about. You know, Maybe an obvious point, it's not just about these subsidies to the actual sources of energy, but the manufacturing base that will have to be mobilized to deliver on the promise of all this, that's a fantastic opportunity as well. When I look kind of broadly in the manufacturing complex, I think there is a lot of excitement. Sustainable finance is sometimes overlooked, right? But there is obviously lots of interesting things going on in sustainable finance. Real estate is another one, clearly quite Difficult to decarbonize kind of wholesale, but lots of interesting incentives embedded in the IRA and also overall momentum around real estate as well.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, as you're just even walking through all these new opportunities, I was thinking a major source of greenhouse gas emissions is the transportation sector. And of course, even that is included in the tax credits for new electric vehicles, It touches on every single piece of the climate challenge, which is really exciting. Rama, I've sat on a few boards for energy companies, so I'm curious, how would you advise board directors these days navigating the new opportunities as well as weathering what may still be a challenging market?
1: That is the question that we are getting from boards and management teams. The opportunity is pretty clear. I think there is no doubt in most people's mind that this is an opportunity of a lifetime, and people want to mobilize for that. While the overall market conditions have changed for the worse in the last six nine months, though again the last few weeks have there have been some green shoots, if you will. The reality is, for climate tech or low carbon type businesses, there is still capital available. Right, in the cost of capital, there's just been a step up in that. Interest rates are at four percent, not. 1%, right? There has been a fundamental shift in cost of capital. Risk premiums have gone up kind of across the board. It's usually a good thing because it kind of creates a little bit of discipline in capital allocation. So, not every project, not every idea, not every startup is going to get funded in this environment. But those that are getting funded are the ones that are most likely to actually have an impact in the long term, right? And we see this in every cycle, right? These times when capital actually becomes more dear are the ones that eventually lead to really successful companies because those who are getting financing are the ones with the best ideas. The companies that are the large cap companies who have the balance sheet and the access to capital, they have the ability to lean in on this. As I said, these smaller companies, the startups, are likely to benefit from all of the tax subsidies. There is also a global competition, if I can use that word, to match to what's going on in the U.S., right? Right. So I'll be curious, how do you see that play out? What do you think, especially in Europe, is likely to be the policy response?
0: It's pretty interesting. Once the United States acted, a lot of the rest of the world started to look around and say, hmm, we're concerned that these long-term policies and the robust approach that these bills have created has started a conversation in governments around the world about how they want to compete from what we're seeing, Europe is on a steady sprint to try and match the U.S. climate policy with their own measures. I think it's safe to say that there are significant global ripple effects. And I say that because we have countries like China, they are continuing to pump vast amounts of dollars into clean tech. As long as I have worked in Washington, D.C., which is a couple of decades, nothing this historic has happened. And so I think the rest of the world has woken up to that reality. The race is on to be the world's leader in clean tech development. And these policies are helping incentivize that. But you know, at the end of the day, the big question is, who's going to be the winner? I think because of this legislation, the U.S. has a strong framework to build from, and I'm excited to see where it all goes.
1: Look, I absolutely share your excitement, but I think it would not be fair if we didn't talk about some of the challenges as well. Absolutely. There is absolutely still some challenges that we need to work through, primarily on the policy front. would love to kind of get your view on what you see those challenges to be and also how optimistic you are that we will be able to resolve those.
0: There are challenges to be sure. We're talking about completely changing the way we create and use energy. We're all around the globe trying to focus on what are the key steps of this clean energy transition. I do think one of the disappointing things about the way all of the pieces of the puzzle came together around the legislation was there was a really robust conversation about the need for permitting reform. Because in order to get permits, for example, like an offshore wind farm, we're talking about at a minimum in most cases of five years to get those permits. And the longer it takes to deal with legal hurdles, get all the federal permits, the state and regional permits, navigating that challenge is having an impact on our ability to deploy these dollars quickly. I think one of the key barriers is just going to be how do we manage all of the permitting of all these projects and make sure that the process itself is done in an effective and efficient way. And I think there is a robust conversation happening about what improvements can be made in the policy space.
1: Got it. So, yes, lots of challenges, maybe not the best track record in solving those challenges, but we are all hopeful that we will, in fact, be able to. IRA is a fantastic start. And so hopefully we'll be able to resolve the outstanding issues and start deploying these dollars and making a difference. So that's, uh, that's the hope, at least, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Fantastic, Heather. Thank you again. Thank you for joining JP Morgan first. And thank you for having this conversation with me. Really enjoyed it.
0: Me too. Thanks so much. If you're enjoying this conversation, you can subscribe to What's the Deal, as well as our other podcasts to stay on top of the latest industry news and trends. Follow J.P. Morgan's Making Sense on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. This material was prepared by the Investment Banking Group of J.P. Morgan Securities, LLC, and not the firm's research department. It is for informational purposes only and is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase, sale, or tender of any financial instrument.